The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're going to talk about fantasy pitchers. You got to get on your roster, but they're kind of sleepers. We're also going to talk Major League Baseball news, the playoff races, and the ever so popular ads and drops. That's what's cooking on today's Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Billy Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I'm joined by the senior fantasy baseball writer from BillyUpFantasySports.com, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? We're doing good, and uh, we're trying to survive the heat dome. But beyond that... (laughs) We're doing great. Uh, it was exciting, some baseball, because we had the Dodgers in town here. And so uh, that's why Dodgers representing right here. And uh, so it's been a good weekend. And, uh, of course, we're talking baseball, and I'm always happy to do that. It's been a fun baseball weekend, Tampa and Baltimore going at it. Uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta, close games all the way around. Uh, it was a it was a fun weekend, no doubt, and it'll continue to be fun. I put it out there on Twitter this past week. I mean, we are actually—I guess it was on the power rankings that we posted yesterday or today. Uh, but I mean, this there's a feeling in the air right now, right now in baseball. It's competitive. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of stake at this point in the season, and I um, mean, there's big series come this week. Cincinnati and Milwaukee go head to head again right. this week. So. A lot happening, uh, some big games. we got the trade deadline looming, which there's all kinds of rumors about that. And so everything around Major League Baseball right now is kicking. And uh, it's it's exciting to see that. You know, you don't want a season at this point in the season for there to be little at stake. And right now there's a ton at stake going there, on. There sure game. is. And uh, I know that, that, that football camps open this week. But uh, all that needs to take a step aside because baseball <laughs> is here and it is alive. So. Well, that's it. Baseball has to earn its keep. Uh, they don't do near as good a job with the promotion of the sport as some of the other sports do. Um, you know, I, today I, I I was I had the baseball game on, uh, Brewers and Braves, and I wanted to turn on the race on the other screen and watch the race too, but the race is being hidden. It's on USA Network, and I don't get the USA Network. And I thought, my goodness, if there's anyone doing it worse than baseball – it's it's NASCAR. <laughs> they don't have the race available for you to see very very easily at the very least. And uh, but that being said, the the product being put out right now by baseball is phenomenal. Um, they've got the stars out there that they can promote uh, as well, and it's an exciting time. And, right. I, you know, and football, they're young stars too. So they are. Yeah, they are yeah, a great lot point. of young guys and 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 guys that are way younger than than you or I have a reason <laughs> right. to watch baseball. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, and it's fun. You know, football is going to always lead the way. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, baseball has a chance to keep itself front and center by the races going on. I think it'll do a decent job at it. Uh, we do want to say hello to our live viewers watching us on the Sports Stove YouTube page or the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page and all those listening later via the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We're going to get things kicked off tonight with the Fantasy Burner segment. (laughs) 
Fantasy Burner segment is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, and anything else that's out there. Uh, it's available for you at BellyUpFantasySports.com. Today's Fantasy Burner segment, we're talking uh, sleepers at the pitcher position for this final stretch of the fantasy baseball season, looking for guys under 50% owned. And uh, not necessarily waiver wire pickups, but maybe guys you can try to acquire via trade, uh, guys that you can watch for that if they do get cut, those kinds of things as well. To me, Kevin, there are a ton of pitchers that are you know below 50% owned that are actually putting up really good fantasy stats right now they are. Um, and could be attainable. Uh, is that the right word? Uh, they can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Uh, it can be attainable uh, throughout the rest of the season as we get near uh, trade deadlines for fantasy baseball, playoff push for fantasy baseball, those kinds of things uh, there. Uh, so, Kevin, I'll let you start if you got one uh, sleeper sleeper pitcher uh, to look for here in the fantasy baseball's final stretch. All right, so if we're going to start off sleeper, I got one that's uh, at 9.4% mm. owned, and uh, he pitches for the Los Angeles Angels, who has – they have not disappeared as right. we feared they might. <laughs> but uh, the guy I'm talking about is Griffin Kanan okay. of the Angels. And uh, he, except for when he faced the Dodgers, which, you know, if you saw the game yesterday, they put 16 on the Texas Rangers. So they can put some runs on the board. But aside from that, he has pitched into the sixth inning in one, two, three, four of his last five starts. And uh, he pitched against the Yankees, five and two-thirds, two runs, six hits, struck out 12 and walked three. And his next start is Tuesday against the Detroit Tigers. And even though they're still fighting for a playoff spot, that's because they're in the AL Central, but that does not mean they're a good team. Right. And so that is a start that you can look to for him to come out of that with some points. And he's had positive fantasy points every game except for against the Dodgers. So Griffin Caning at 9.4% owned is definitely a qualified sleeper in my mind. I like that a lot. He's on pace to set career numbers for himself uh, this year. This is his fourth year in the league. He did not play in 2022, and I'm not sure why. Uh, he had an but injury, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the injury was either. Okay. But uh yeah, Griffin Cannon, he's six and four on the year. Yeah. So and uh his ERA is not good, but you know, when you give up runs to the Dodgers, that tends to happen. But uh <laughs> Yeah, he's at what, four point five two, I think. Four point five two, one point two three whip. That's not too terribly bad. Yeah. But uh like I said, so a lot of that came in the early parts of the season. And he is not a youngster, which I like. Right. You don't have to worry too much about his innings or any of that stuff. So Griffin Canaan is a guy I like a lot. I like him too, Kevin. He's uh, pitched 79.2 innings. He's got 83 strikeouts compared to 25 walks. That's a good ratio you like to see as well. Um, and like I said, he's on pace for career numbers. He's already started more games uh, this year uh, than he has since 2019. And he should surpass that uh, this year as well. Uh, a lot of good things there from Caning, for sure. That's a good – I like that pick. Good pick. Um, I'm going to go a guy that's owned at 42.6%. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm trying to figure out what in the world where that noise was coming from. It's coming from me. Um, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. 
Kyle Bradish, uh, Baltimore Orioles. Orioles, of course, first place in the AL East, first place in the AL altogether. Uh, Bradish is owning 42.6% of leagues. He's got an ERA of 3.05, 97.1 innings pitched, 92 strikeouts. He's got a 6-5 and five record. I have definitely been all over this Orioles pitching staff saying that, man, I just don't trust them. I think they need to add a piece and whatever it may be. At the end of the day, Kyle Bradish has produced fantasy-wise for sure. they got a couple guys that have. Uh, but Kyle Bradish is performing. His ERA is respectable at 3.05. And, uh, again, that strikeout ratio is pretty solid, 92 Ks and 91.2 innings. So that's a strikeout per inning. I like that a lot from Kyle Bradish. And I think yeah. he's a guy, again, unless you got an Orioles fan that's got him on their team, he's probably a guy you can get away for something that should, you know, should be doing better that's not. You can make a move and get Kyle Bradish, maybe even a second piece along with him, uh, and actually improve your team. Okay, so that is an actual guy that I was going to speak about. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> we are on the same page when it comes to Kyle Bradish. I like a lot what he's doing. So, in Baltimore is really going places right now. So, I like that a lot. Good. So, did I steal your second guy? You you stole my second guy. So, okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. I got another one. Yeah. So I got some, and uh, I don't know if an an Atlanta Braves pitcher can be a sleeper or not. Okay. But he's only owning six point cents, six percent of leagues. I'm talking about Michael Soroka, and uh, okay. he uh, he's pitched, he's pitching, he's getting his feel back. And he pitched against your Milwaukee Brewers uh, two days ago. Six innings, four runs, six hits, only two walks. And he fits, He pitches against your Milwaukee Brewers again on Friday. And uh, if you're looking for a pitcher who's universally, you know, available and Atlanta, they're Atlanta. So he's a guy – Atlanta's formidable anyway. But now if he can sit there and pitch well as well, they're in really good shape, so I like uh, I like that. And uh, and his last few starts, he's pitched six innings and in two of his last four, so I like that. And uh, I think that he can be a really good part of a pitching staff because once again, not a rookie, so you don't have to worry about the inning shaving thing. So uh, Michael Soroka, a guy who's available, so if you need pitching help, I would go get him. All right, Kevin, I hate to do this to you. Breaking news. Michael Soroka has been optioned to AAA Gwinnett oh, today. Uh, oh, they claimed they claimed Yanni Chirinos off of waivers and sent uh, Soroka down. Um, okay. Now, that's not to say he won't come back in the near future, and I agree with you. If he is back up, I think he's worth, worth having around. Um, I liked him earlier when they first called him up, uh, and then he ended up actually not – starting right away and it, it it was a became a problem for my fantasy team um uh, but he has had he's not been great and that's why i think he got option he's, he's been inconsistent maybe is the better word for it uh his last start though against milwaukee he produced a decent number when he played against miami he had a really good game uh so i'm a little surprised by that um i guess with him just pitching they could afford to send him down um and then they could bring him back maybe miss a start and then come back possibly i'm not sure what the plan is with him uh, but that just happened within the last couple hours um, that Soroka got optioned down. And I hate right. when that happens. So, <laughs> so hold that particular take right there. You don't want to have somebody on your roster who is not even in the major leagues. Right. So it's, 
Not ideal. So, Unless he's like a top prospect that's going to get called no, up in so, the next week. Okay, yeah. so cancel him. Okay. <laughs> how about if I go switch over to Kenta Maeda from there the you go. Minnesota Twins? And I wrote an article about him you did, uh, yeah. a while back about a guy who I look to see really, really big in the second half. And um, right now he's, he's – He's pitching tomorrow against Seattle at home. Um, don't look at his, his record, 2-5, and 5-1-0. Five, five, but you know why that is? Because he gave up 10 runs against the Yankees early on. And uh, I don't know why in the world you leave a pitcher in there long enough to give up 10 runs, but right. regardless of that. But uh, since then, he's given up 0-2-1-3-2 runs. And um, – He's pitched in the seventh inning to have his last three starts. So if you're looking for a pitcher who is on a playoff contender, who's not in the minor leagues. <laughs> all right. So Kenta Maeda is a guy that I'm really high about. So I would go and get him. Um, he's, he's available. I'm contemplating doing that very thing myself. So okay. Kenta Maeda pitcher, Minnesota twins, Adam. Okay. I've got one more, too. It's a guy that I've recently fallen in love with. He's from the Detroit Tigers, of all people. Owned in 16.7% of leagues. It's Michael Lorenzen. Uh, he's got a 3.49 ERA, 100, just over 100 innings pitched, 76 strikeouts. He is 5-6, and six, so he's not going to get you a ton of wins, just based no, off the fact that he only had one win until recently, so that 5-6 and six doesn't look so bad. Yeah, uh, his last three games, granted they were against good opponents, Oak, uh, not good good for him opponents, Oakland, Seattle, and Kansas City. He scored 21, 26, and 26 fantasy points, uh, pitched five innings, 6.2 and seven innings, uh, three strikeouts, seven strikeouts, four strikeouts, but no earned runs uh, in those three games, scoring high in fantasy. Michael Lorenz, and again, that division is weak. Uh, so even when you're playing the top of the division, Minnesota, Cleveland, you're still not super worried about him giving up a ton. And so I think that it's a safe pick. Again, he's owned in 16.7% of leagues. He is owned in our league, Kevin, uh, but he's available in a whole bunch of leagues. And so if Michael Lorenzen's yeah. there, even if you just use him as a streamer, um, he's a guy I think you can count on to not, not at least not screw you over uh, if you put him in right. your life. And he's a guy who I complained about who made the all-star team. Sure. But yeah, I mean, if he's pitching like an all-star. And, yeah, uh, if, I would have been I okay if he wasn't in the All-Star. It was going to be him. So you got two guys that I was looking at. All right. So, I like yeah, it. So Michael Lorenzen, like it a lot. Very good. All right, there you go. Some sleeper pitchers that you can acquire either through trade or through the waiver wire uh, throughout this stretch run of the fantasy baseball season that hopefully can help you win some games. Uh, that is our fantasy burner. Up next is our call to the pen. I still haven't fixed the video, so plug your ears. The ringing will be loud. <laughs> our call to the pen is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land. And they locked up the supply and guarantee the best tasting best textured and freshest beef jerky in the market. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And our call of the pen gives us a chance to take a minute to look at some Major League Baseball news. 
I want to start with this that actually bleeds over into fantasy baseball. Bryce Harper finally getting a start at first base. We need him to do it a few more times, but it looks like maybe he'll get some eligibility outside of designated hitters soon. On top of that, how good is it for uh, the Phillies to have Harper being more involved in this team? It, it, it's really good. It's it, it benefits Philadelphia, of course, on the field. It benefits because now Kyle Schwarber, who is a guy that you don't want in your outfield to begin with, that now he could play at, at designated hitter. You can save his legs a little bit. I saw the stat that he leads the, every, the world in first pitch home runs. Mm. And so he's a guy that as a DH – you can just put him out there. He swings a bat, and he goes, sits down, and 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 does you know whatever he does in 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 you know <laughs> off the field, right? So, <laughs> and he Bryce Harper, I'm talking about, made some better than average plays at first base. He dove to his right a couple of times. He he jumped up, grabbed the ball, and doubled the guy off first. So. If he could play a competent first base, which it certainly looks like he can, that 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 helps their defense. And because Schorber is playing DH, now Philadelphia can go out and get themselves another outfielder, which helps their team and will help somebody, whoever it is they trade for, will help their fantasy value as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I acquired Harper in a league uh, several weeks ago back on, I don't know if I have the date on here, July 8th. Made a trade to get him and Mikel uh, Garcia from uh, Kansas City. I gave up Marcus Simeon to do it, but I tell you, the way that Harper's starting to swing the bat, and I, I just was kind of buying into the fact that Philadelphia would have a better second half of the season. I'm excited about I, I'd love for him to add first base eligibility. That would be the world to my fantasy baseball team, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. making this playoff run. Absolutely, because I've got him in another league that I'm in, and because uh, he was – inexplicably undrafted in that league because wow. you know people injured. thought that he was gonna you know be on the il for a while which he was of course but uh i went ahead and picked him up right off the bat put him on my il and then when he came back and i looked and saw he's only a dh but he hadn't played a position since last april wow and so that's why he's only a dh but uh he's got to play 10 games I believe it is on ESPN. So he's got two under his belt now. Yes, and, I think so. Okay, so eight more games, and he's got first base eligibility. And that, and the other league doesn't have nearly as many. It doesn't have a DH slot like we oh, have. Wow. Yeah. And so utility, that's the only place I can put him, which really restricts what I can do with my team. Yeah. So if and when he gets first base eligibility, then that opens up a lot of possibilities. And I'd more rather have first base than outfield. Uh, <laughs> I think right. that position is, is is not near as deep as outfield. Right. And I agree with that 100%. First base has not been deep since the season started. We talked about that way back at the beginning. Yeah. And so he will shore up first base. And then, like I said, when they go and get themselves an outfielder, then somebody's fantasy stock, whoever that player is, will go up. Speaking of first base, Kevin, Fred McGriff, uh, ah, first yes. base, right? uh, Scott Rowland, also both of yeah. them get enshrined into the Hall of Fame uh, today, I guess it was. Yeah, it was early today, I, at noon here, one o'clock, I guess, where time begins in the, in the, in the <laughs> eastern part of the country. But uh, yeah, the crime dog, I saw him play while he was on the Padre. Yeah. And uh, 
he had a sweet swing like you wouldn't believe and uh so it, it's good to see that in, in the Hall of Fame, and, and they were both very grateful players to be there. So Now, I never saw Fred play, but I saw his name on the outfield wall in Nashville, uh, minor league baseball, uh, Nashville Sounds. His name was out there on the wall. He, I was too young to see him play in the minors, but uh, I always knew who he was because his name was always plastered on the ballpark. So uh, it's, it's exciting for him. Of course, Scott Rowland as well. Neither one of those guys are – dynamic superstars of the game, uh, but both of them, I think, deserving of their spot right. in the Hall of Fame. Especially well. Fred McGriff. He had over 1,500 RBIs. Yeah. And so that's quality. That's count, right? Absolutely. Uh, how about Otani chasing uh, Judge? Uh, Judge went off last year with the home runs, and now Otani's uh, chasing him. And uh, looks like he has a legitimate chance to possibly catch it. Which really surprises me because I thought, and I wrote in my article in my second half preview that that I didn't think with Mike Trout not being there, Rendo not being there, who's going to challenge Otani? Hmm. Apparently they are. I don't really understand that. I'd I'd rather put him on first. Is almost what? Who else do they have on that team now? <laughs> right. So I would rather have anybody out beat me than Shohei Otani. Yeah. But uh, they're still pitching to him. I I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. I have always been a uh, be a man and pitch the ball uh, kind of mentality. Now, from a manager's perspective, from a team's perspective, especially if you're in a playoff race, at the end of the day, I can't blame you if you, if you send them to first base. Uh, but I always like the idea of, hey, you're all Major League Baseball players, so go out there – you don't have to throw them strikes, right. but, uh, yeah. but give us something to swing I'm not at. Saying it has to be like, you know, the Barry Bonds scenario where you yes. walk the dude four times a game. Yeah. Not talking about that, but uh, okay. to throw him a pitch in the strike zone. That's crazy. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, throw him some breaking pitches that are outside the zone. What yeah. are you doing throwing to him inside? I don't get that at all. I would throw him, if I'm throwing a fastball, I'm throwing it away. Yeah. And uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, I would not let him beat me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we talk about the trade deadline coming up at the end of the month and teams that can make a big swing. The Dodgers, of course, have been brought up in that. Uh, I know this is news that you'll absolutely love. The latest rumor, the Dodgers looking to reunite with Kiki Hernandez, uh, bringing I him heard back. his name mentioned before we came on the air here. About Boston, and they're getting ready to bring up uh, finally story. Yep. And uh, Kiki Hernandez is available, and uh, I don't know how excited because I I've liked him and I've disliked him this year. It wouldn't excite me. No. So <laughs> the only thing that because he can play multiple positions. Yeah. But they already have that. Yeah. On their team, so they need somebody that's good at one thing. Versus thing, that's good at a lot of things. Right. We're okay at a lot of things. They need to settle that lineup, you know, because Mookie Betts is moving all over the place. And and uh, if they can get a guy who can solidify things and uh, in the infield, as Mookie Betts is hitting, Freddie Freeman is just going crazy. And so the yeah. Dodgers, they just finished up a nine-game series. They started in New York, went to Baltimore, and then now down to Texas. Nine games, they won six. 
and you'll take that any day of the week, six and three on a road trip. And uh, they go home tomorrow and face Toronto. So it doesn't get a whole lot easier. So I agree with that. Let's go look at the playoff races. I want to start in the NL Central. Statistically, the hottest team in the league right now is the Cincinnati Reds on a five-game win streak. They go to Milwaukee this week for three games. Milwaukee a half game up coming into this series. Um, and they'll get uh, they'll get to see Corbin Burns in this series. He'll be the second pitcher for Milwaukee. It looks like that uh, prediction, that bold prediction you made, is coming true when it comes to Burns. Oh yeah, right. That I, <laughs> I'll tell you what his his appearances since the All Star break have been absolutely phenomenal, absolutely dominant, uh, and that's that's great to see because Freddie Peralta has not been good this year. Woodruff just had his uh, uh, rehab assignment started. So he should be back before too long, but uh, they need Corbin Burns to be an ace in order for them to have any chance. And, uh, right, and so far, he has that. Oh, yeah, uh, but Cincinnati continues to impress. They're not going yeah. away. Um, no, I've been still very much uh, anti-Cincinnati. I feel like they're going to fall off uh, at some point, but they're not falling thought, off yet. I would have thought, Vince, that because they just, I don't want to say just, but they got swept by your Milwaukee Brewers. And I thought, yeah. okay, here's where it starts. And then they turn right around and, and win five in a row. Yeah, well, they actually, after the Milwaukee series, they lost the next two, I think, after that. I think they went on a five-game losing streak, and then they turned it around and went on a five-game winning streak, and they swept Arizona uh, in right. this most recent series. So it's not like That's they're right. they playing sure Kansas They sure did, and all those young guys, are are they're not wilting in, in the right. playoff you know, heat. And so uh, – I'm not I look at I'm this, Kevin. Cincinnati, but I'm certainly thinking they're in it. They're in it to stay. They're in the race. I, I still think they're going to falter. And here's my argument, at least with the Arizona series. Arizona, since the All Star break, has not been great. Uh, no, they're now four all. games back in their own division. Now, you know, is it is it hitting Arizona at the right time for Cincinnati? Is Cincinnati that good? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that could be said into that. And again, Cincinnati's offense has been fine. Uh, they've got they're electrifying, by the way. They're they're a fun team to watch, uh, but I still don't think they have the pitching to compete. Uh, that being said, though, you sweep a good team like Arizona, whether Arizona had a bad week or not, doesn't matter. They swept a good team in Arizona, and now though this is the important games, right? When you get in the division against the people you're, that you're trying right. to, to is, catch in the last two weeks, this will be nine games they played against each other, isn't that right? Yeah, they played the series before the All Star break the series after the All-Star break, and now now up again. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of Reds so and Brewers. this is a huge series for both teams. And uh, if Milwaukee, because I take them seriously. Oh, yeah. But uh, they need to take here in Cincinnati and say, hey, you know, remember, you're the redheaded stepchild, so stop it. And because uh, <laughs> they made a statement when they swept them yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah. So and I need think, to do that again. And so, hey, youngsters, you know, go sit in the corner. We'll take care <laughs> of the business over here. I think Milwaukee made a statement in this series against the Braves. They lost two or three, but it was by two runs each. I mean, they were they were leading uh, until the bullpen came in uh, in this game today. Uh, and I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I was encouraged as a Milwaukee fan to see how they played against Atlanta. I, I know Atlanta's good. I think Atlanta's the best team in the league. Um, so to be able to hold their own and stay with them and have a shot at it, uh, which, by the way, Sal Freelick came in Saturday night 
his MLB yeah. debut. He starts off yeah. three for three. He gets two incredible snags in the outfield. Then right. he gets the game-winning sacrifice fly as well. Um, what a way to start out your MLB career. You definitely need to put that, you know, news clipping or, you know, something <laughs> and put it inside, you know, make it a, a wall mount or something. Yeah. And, and and make sure you keep that for posterity. Now, because you don't get Kev, much better than that. I don't know if you remember this, but about a week or two before the All-Star break, I brought up at the very end of one of our shows, and I couldn't remember which show it was, so I wasn't going to take the time to go back and listen to all of them. But I told you, there's this kid from Milwaukee. He's going to get called up soon. And when he does, if you're a fantasy player, you need to keep your eyes out on this kid because he's got potential to actually produce. And that was Sal Freelich. And now he's here. Now, I added him in one of my leagues. I don't have him in the other two leagues uh, yet. But I'm definitely keeping my eye on him. And if he Absolutely. continues to produce anywhere close, though, he won't do what he did that night. But, but if, he no, can, if he can, can produce, I'm willing to add him to me. Yeah, because you look at a guy like Ellie Dela Cruz who blew right. the doors off the place, and he struggled yeah. of late. So it happens to every player. Uh, in the East, the NL East, Atlanta, again, firm control of the division. Philadelphia has caught up with Miami. Miami stinks. I've been trying to say that they for a while today. now. They, they won did today, win today. But uh, they had lost seven in a row yeah. going into today. And we've talked about that negative run differential. It's catching up to them. Yeah. And uh, their pitching has is what has kept them going because their offense is not all that. Right. But uh, Braxton Garrett has definitely st- took a big step back. And so if you're Miami, how how do you approach this deadline? What do you add? What do you uh, I'm not doing anything. Add? I don't, I'm not I don't, doing anything. I, yeah, I don't see them being able to do a whole lot. So. Unless they can get a guy that's under control for a couple of years, a guy that can help them for the future, there's no reason for them to swing for the fence for this season. No, not when you're still getting 10,000 fans in your stadium. (laughs) And uh, that's true. So it it is is true. And uh, so we, uh, I I didn't believe in Philadelphia makes the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I believe in, I I said that a couple weeks ago on the, uh, the belly up, you know, fantasy super show. And look out for Philadelphia just like a year ago. Yeah, they're not going to win the division, but no, they're going to no, be in the playoffs. Nobody can win that division. The Dodgers couldn't win that division. So <laughs> the Dodgers aren't but, that far behind. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, you know, because they're uh, they're seven games behind if they were in that division. The Dodgers mm. knocked them out. Yeah, and, and so, but that's not the goal. The goal is to make the playoffs, which they did, and got to the World Series. Yep, which they can do. Yeah, and um, like I said, they're going to make a, a a play for an outfielder, and uh, it's going to strengthen their team, maybe a pitcher. Or so, and so Philadelphia, look for them to really play excellent baseball down the stretch. Uh, everybody in the NL West lost today, uh, but the Dodgers control the division now, four games up on Arizona and San Francisco. Um, I'm not sure San Francisco's on a five-game losing streak. Arizona's on a four-game losing streak. You know, we question Arizona because of two things, their age and their pitching, and they can make a move at the deadline that can help them. San Francisco, I'm curious to see what they do at the deadline. How how much do they think they can actually contend? Um, you know, for a long time there, they were right there at the top, and just they haven't looked the same for the last, well, since the All-Star break especially. 
Right. Uh, you know, since the All-Star break, there are a lot of teams who have just they, – they're either slow or they're actually in reverse. Yeah. And the trade deadline can, can help, I guess, if they decide to do that. So we're going to have – and it, the trade deadline has been quiet. Yeah. Up until now, but it's nine days away, so that's got to heat up. It's coming. Uh, another team that's been slow or in reverse would be the Tampa Bay Rays. They were oh. atop the whole league for a long time. Then right. the Braves overtook them. They were still on top of the East. Now the Baltimore Orioles are up two games. Uh, Toronto six and a half back from Baltimore. Tampa, I mean, they still got a massive run differential, but at the end of the day, and they had a series against Baltimore, they couldn't dominate in that series. No. Uh, Tampa's looking like a wild card team that's not really a legit World Series threat at this point. They sure are, and that's why you play baseball. You don't award championships in May when they started at 30 and 9 and all the 13 and 0 and 30 and 9 and all that. And everybody's like, oh, Tampa. And, uh, but the season's not over. I'm not going to cancel Christmas on Tampa just yet because <laughs> they've got some talent up. Well, get down there. Florida's yeah. down there from just about everywhere. But, uh, yeah. so I'm not going to sit there and, and, and get all, Oh, man, Tampa's out of it because, as we said, if you say Tampa's out of it, then you're not. That's not a safe bet, even now, maybe. Sure. And uh, so, but they've, yeah, they've got to get it that together because they they came home. I understand that they were on the road and all that, but they came home and still did not do it against Baltimore. And Baltimore is a team that's got a lot of confidence right now. They've got the pitching, as you mentioned, with Bradish and. And Gunnar Henderson is coming around. He looked like an absolute bust for a long time, but he's playing well, and their offense is playing well. So Baltimore is – and we talked about Toronto, but Baltimore right now looks like they can certainly win this division. Yeah, they'll be a tough out. Uh, in the Central, Minnesota, three games up on Cleveland. It is a two-horse race there. Uh, right now, Minnesota's been the hotter team, made it out of the last 10, three-game win streak. Uh, taking care of the White Sox. Uh, they head to Seattle next, or actually stay home for Seattle next. I still don't trust the Twins enough. Uh, I think the Twins in Cleveland will be neck and neck pretty much the whole rest of the way. I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins win the division, but I don't think they're a threat come come playoff time. No, because they're never a threat when it comes to playoffs. <laughs> you know, they haven't won. They haven't – they they could win a game. Yeah. Of course, looks like this year they won't have to worry about the Yankees. True. For chance in the playoffs, because the Yankees just spank them, and that's the end of that. <laughs> but uh, I think Minnesota and their pitching staff, especially if I mentioned Kenta Maeda earlier, he starts playing like he pitching like he's capable, and they got Joan Ryan, and and all that. So their pitching staff is division winning worthy. Sure. So. And and Cleveland, they've got some pitchers over there as well. Yeah, so, I'll talk about one of them with our ads. Uh, okay, probably ads. the same one I was going to talk about, but okay. uh, it seems to be the theme of the show right here. There we go. That's good. We're on the same page. Uh, in the West, though, we got Texas three games up on Houston. Parker Ainsworth, our buddy at Belly Up Sports, posted some tweets today about all the uh, Astros that are getting healthy and about to return. Um, you know, the Astros aren't going to go away. 
Now they had a series against Oakland this this week, which helped them out, even though they didn't sweep them. Um, Texas, that's who they got next. Is Texas they play starting tomorrow? Yeah. So Texas once again, they uh, they could have made a statement a couple weeks ago and then they lost three out of four, and so now they have another chance to make a statement. So they play three in Houston, and then they go to San Diego after that. So we'll know a lot more about the Texas Rangers come a week from today and the Astros, right? I mean, it's going to show us a lot about and both the of these teams. Well, that's right. Sure. will. Um, angels are four games out of the wild card race, Seattle, four and a half games out of the wild card race. Both of them still technically in the hunt. Uh, but if I had to bet on the angels or Seattle making the playoffs, I'd probably bet against them at this point, no, even no, though the no. angels have looked good recently. Right. And sometimes when you hurt yourself or whatever, and then you get that shot of adrenaline, and maybe that's what's happening with the Angels, but adrenaline wears off at some point. And and so the Angels, they're not going to win. They're not going to trade Otani. And then we'll see. Then we'll see. Uh, all right. That's all we got time for in this segment. Make sure you visit RighteousFelon.com. Get yourself some beef jerky. Use code BELLYUP. Get 15. Remember the taco flavor. Right? The taco Remember. flavor, yeah. Walking taco, I think it's technically what it is right um I, I, I guess so but i just remember the taco flavor is good if it says taco get it Go uh good belly up get you 15 percent off your purchase all right time for our fantasy focus <laughs> fantasy focus is presented by belly up fantasy sports.com again your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports it's where you can find all of kevin's articles as well uh, so make sure you visit bellyupfantasysports.com. Our uh, fantasy focus segment is where we go over our ads and drops for the week. So let's start. Let's start with our drops today, Kevin. Who do we get, okay. get rid of this week? Sorry if that Oops. makes you flip a page. <laughs> no worries. I'm right here. No worries okay. whatsoever. And uh, we just talked about the Angels just a moment ago. And uh, one of their players that's at 57.7% own that needs to go is Hunter Renfro. There you go. And, uh, okay, so this is what he's done this week. 0 for 3, 0 for 3, 0 for 2, 0 for 3, 1 for 3, 0 for 2. 1, negative 2. He actually had 3 points somehow, even though he went 0 for 2. The negative 1, 2, negative 1. So that is not a winning combination whatsoever to me. <laughs> and if you're in a league like ours that's 10 or even 12 teams, there has to be an outfielder out there who can provide a little more fantasy oomph to your team than Hunter Renfro. And uh, he's one of the reasons why I talked about why are you pitching the Shoei Otani? Right. Get him on base and then worry about Hunter Renfro. Yeah. And so I'm not worried about him because he's not going to be on my team. I agree. Uh, I've got a guy 54.6% owned from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, when you talk about my roster, I call this guy bye-bye Byron Buxton. Uh, I actually had Buxton okay. on my roster. And, yeah, we are uh, on the same wavelength right now. <laughs> listen to these numbers. In the last 14 days, uh, Byron Buxton had one good outing where he scored 13 points against the White right. Sox. He had two home Outside runs of that, one, I believe. Yeah. he had uh, negative uh, series, four games, negative four uh, games over three games at Oakland, negative four points in a three-game series against Oakland. When you play Oakland, you're supposed to excel. 
and he went right. the other direction negatively. He scored zero points again today against the White Sox. Outside of that one burst on the 21st, he's been horrible since the beginning of the month uh, when he scored 11 against Kansas City. Uh, Byron Buxton, listen, I'm sorry. I know some people like him. I've never, I, I have I, been burned by Buxton years ago, and I've tried I to keep him off my roster. Years ago as well, and I have never stepped back into the ring because anytime you get ready to do that, then he gets hurt <laughs> anywhere. Now, listen, he was drafted 140th overall uh, by a kid in our league, Brennan, and he's still on Brennan's roster, which is why Brennan will not make the playoffs in our league. Byron Buxton should not be on your roster right now. Get rid of him. I agree with that 100%. And uh, my next guy, you know that uh, I'm not a big relief pitcher in fantasy to begin with. But uh, there's a guy, and if the fact that he pitches for the Kansas City Royals should be a tip-off for anybody in the first place. And uh, But he's still almost 40% owned. And I'm talking about Scott Barlow. Mm. All right. So, he, uh, let's see, against Cleveland, he uh, had negative two points. Then he pitched pretty good against Cleveland the next, and he had eight points. But then uh, against Detroit, he gave up four runs on three hits and three walks, negative 10 fantasy points. Then the next day against today, as a matter of fact, against the Yankees, he pitched just 2.2 innings, 0.2, not just one, 0.2. Gave up two runs, two walks, two hits, negative six fantasy points. That's three negative fantasy points in his last five games. No Thank you to Mr. Scott Barlow <laughs> coming down the stretch. You're sitting there trying to make the playoffs or solidify your you know, position. Scott Barlow has no place on a fantasy roster, especially if you're 10 or 12, even 14 teams. I would, I don't want any part of it. I could agree with that for sure. Uh, I'm going to go starting pitcher. Owned in 86.5% of leagues. He's only pitched in three games this season, and they've all been a bust. Carlos Rodon of the New York Yankees, uh, he has scored five points. I've heard his name a couple of times. Negative four points. Positively. Uh, Yeah, 7.36 ERA, 0-3 at the start of the season. He's not shown that he can do anything since his return from injury. Uh, It's time to let Carlos go. Either trade him off or cut him, get rid of him. You could get pitchers who can produce far more than he's producing. All right, so the last guy that uh, dropped that I'm going to talk about, we talked about the Diamondbacks just a moment ago, and uh, my guy is somehow he was an all-star. I'm talking about Lourdes Goriel, outfielder, <laughs> NDH, owned in 64.9% of league. All right, this is what he's done this week. 0 for 6. That's almost hard to do. <laughs> 1 for 5, 0 for 1, 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 5. Only one game he had positive fantasy points. So I I wrote an article about using the all-star, you know, status as a place to begin to maybe do a trade. Hey, he's an all-star. He's an all-star hitter. Let me get a picture from you. Yeah. If that doesn't work, which it wouldn't work on me, by the way. (laughs) Um, Arizona, he could turn it around, I guess. But until he does so. I don't want – and he's just an outfielder. No. Lourdes yeah. Gurriel at 69 point, 64.9% of leagues is not providing you what you need 
and he is a DH as well, but that doesn't matter at all. So Lourdes Gurriel has got to go. If you have Gurriel on your team, you need to try to find a Diamondback fan right. in your league. Uh, now, first of all, they're hard to find because until this year, they, you didn't know they existed. Uh, but uh, they've started to come out of the woodwork a little bit now. So now you know they're there. Uh, go ship them off to one of those guys. They'll if take you can them. Ship them. Ship them. Yeah. But I don't don't let them wreck your team. Don't let them be in the rush. Don't let them do it. Last guy I've got is he's only owning seventeen point three percent of leagues, but he is owned in our league. Um, personally, I would never own this person because I think he's a horrible human being. Uh, now, what does that have to do with fantasy? Nothing at all. Whatever you can take it or leave it. I don't care. He's never going to be on my team. But that being said. He no longer belongs on anybody's team. Marcelo Zuna from Atlanta, outfielder, DH, uh, again, 17.3% owned. He has batting uh, 0.50 uh, in, the, in the last week, one home run. Uh, he's got negative points the last two games against Milwaukee. Uh, it's just not been pretty here as of late. Actually, this whole month has been bad. Uh, Marcelo Zuna shouldn't be on your roster, and not because he's a bad human being, because he's a bad fantasy player currently for Atlanta. Uh, lose Marcelo Zuna off your team as well. You know, he had he had some value back in, what, early June, I believe it was. He was producing, this yeah. Is, yeah, this is not early June, so I'm with <laughs> you, Marcelo. <laughs> Sit down. All right, let's get over to our ads now. Who we got to add, and I know that we're going to have the same players. I just can feel it. I've got three guys, and I bet you've got all three of them too, uh, but I'll let you swing first. Well, I bet one guy's not because uh, you're a version to the Cincinnati Reds. But uh, my ad first guy, and he, you need to check and see if he's available because he has 36% uh, rostered. But uh, I'm talking about Jake Freely. Frawley. Oh, okay. Frawley is how he, anyway, outfielder. Yeah. And uh, he's hit two home runs this week. He had a two hit game. He had four points, seven points, six points, three points, fantasy points. So he's a guy that uh, that Cincinnati can hit the ball, as we just talked about a moment ago. And if he's available and one of those outfielders that you could replace Gurriel with, I would make that move. Yeah, Cincinnati's got guys that have produced, no doubt. Um, and he's one of those guys, especially as of late. Uh, he's done a good job. You know, I, I, man, I struggle to add reds. I, I, my fear is consistency. But I know that that's a personal thing that I've got to get over. Uh, needless to say, uh, I don't have any reds on my team currently. Um, let's see here. Let me see if I can pick a guy that you've got. I I'll take the one that we already talked about that we didn't mention his name. We'll see if it's the same guy. Cleveland starting pitcher, owned in 27.3% of leagues, Tanner Bibby. Uh, he's last, uh, let's see here, last two games, or last game was against Philadelphia. Seven innings pitched, eight Ks, zero earned run with a win. His season, he's got 83 innings, 85 Ks, 3.04 ERA, 6-2 and two record. I'm surprised he's only owned in 27% of leagues, honestly. He seems like a solid pitcher. He he, he is a solid pitcher. And uh, and we talked about the Guardians a moment ago. They've got some pitchers, not just him, but uh, they've got some pitchers who are not rostered enough that uh, could really make a difference on your team. He's certainly one of them. And uh, I'm with you on Tanner, BB, all the way. All right, there we go. Who else you got? All right, so this is a guy I believe that you mentioned last week. Uh-oh. And uh, 
I'm going to continue to jump on this because he's at 21% uh, rostered, and that's Henry Davis. Oh, yeah. Of the Pittsburgh Pirates, who oh, yeah. has one big advantage going oh, his oh. way, and that is this, he's the catcher-eligible player yes. who is in the outfield, and he just happened to hit two, not one, two. Get that on the on the there we go. Two home <laughs> runs the other day had 13 fantasy points after he went three for four, but that's not all he's done. He's had uh, hits in four of his last five. He has positive points except for yesterday. And um, anytime you can get a guy that you could put in that catcher position who's going to be in your lineup every single day that has all kinds of upside there, fantasy value up the wazoo. So. If you have any kind of concerns about catcher, which almost it, it goes with fantasy baseball, Henry Davis is a guy who can solve that problem. I, so the league that I picked Henry Davis up in, uh, I've got him sitting in my catcher spot right now. But I also have on the same roster MJ Melendez and Dalton Varsho. And I know neither of those guys have had the season we expected them to have. I'm holding out hope that they will. But right now, being able to have Davis sitting in my catcher spot, it's a it's a categories league in this one. But it has been a huge boost to my team, a huge pickup for my team. And, uh, man, that's, that's a game changer at this point in the fantasy season, having a guy like Henry Davis around. Right. Uh, let's see here. I've got outfielder from Houston, 25.1% owned, uh, that I picked up in a league, Chaz McCormick. His last seven, he's got three home runs, two stolen bases. He's hitting 400. Can't ask for a whole lot more from a fantasy perspective uh, than having a guy like Chaz McCormick on your team. He did give me negative points today, but until then, it's been positive. In a series against the Angels last week, he scored 14 points in two different games. Uh, so a lot of good things happening uh, for Chaz McCormick. And for the Astros as a whole, I like having Astros on my team. Okay, <laughs> that's never a bad thing. <laughs> if you can have Astros on your fantasy team. So I'm with you on that. All right. So uh, last guy. And uh, we talked about the Guardians. And I have a pitcher whom you did not mention. Okay. Who, uh, and I had mentioned last week in my uh, bold predictions, not off to the greatest start of all time. <laughs> but uh, Gavin Williams. He's a rookie who you need to be concerned about at some point, but not this week. He's at 10.4% rostered, and uh, he pitches against the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday, and um, that's all you need to know, really, at this point in time. He pitches against the Royals, and uh, his last three starts, he's given up three, two, and one run. He's walked four in his last two games, which is concerning. But when you're facing the Kansas City Royals at home, you can shelve a lot of those concerns and just stream him for this one game coming up and then worry about the innings later. But uh, he's universally uh, available. So Gavin Williams is a guy I would look to add this week. against Can Any pitcher that's pitching against Kansas City gets a boost anyway. So Gavin Williams – is a Man, you, that, that wasn't on my right list, now. but I just picked him up in another league. Logan Allen, he pitches tomorrow against Logan Kansas City. Allen, I picked him up in uh, I because he pitches tomorrow. 
Yep. In the other league that I'm in, Logan Allen, come on down. So yep. that's what we're talking about. The Guardians starting Go pitching. Go is get him. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, I've got another hitter. I think we've talked about him last week or the week before, uh, but I can't remember. Can't keep them all straight. He's an outfielder, first base eligible for Minnesota. Alex Karoloff, only owned in 8.6% of leagues. He's got four home runs in the last week, 13 RBIs, batting 357. I've seen other people writing articles. Is he is he finally here? Has he finally showed up? Is he finally doing what we thought he's going to do? Well, listen, for the last couple of weeks, he's been solid. And he's almost still only owned in 8.6% of leagues. He's worth putting on your team. Again, having that first base eligibility along with the outfield goes a long way as well. Um, I think he's worth putting on your team right now because he's probably hitting better than some of the guys that you got on your roster. Okay. I agree with that. And so uh, there we go. All right. Uh, nobody else, correct? Well, uh, just a special shout out. Okay. And this is because I wrote an article of drops of which I have talked about none of them on this particular show, but there's yep. a certain Seattle outfielder who I feel needs to get special mention after he goes around and he kicks coolers, breaks, <laughs> you know, and, and, and breaks his foot, I believe it was. Yeah. And, um, He's out. And so when somebody does something that, that's such a dunderheaded play as that, he needs to be exposed. And he's still owned in way too many leagues. If you want to know who this guy is, if you don't know, go to my article right now on the Valiant Fantasy website. If you have him on your team, shed him immediately. <laughs> Feel bad for it, man. He's crying. He, I don't he, even he knows he did something stupid. But the tears yeah. don't make any difference when yeah. it was such a stupid thing yeah. to do. Well, you know what? Uh, who was it? Amari Stoudemire punched a a wall or something yeah, in the playoffs. It's been done in, in yeah, quite a few players, but all of them, you know, Can't yeah, they it. need to put the red nose from the clown on their noses, and because it's just. Come on, I know he's a young guy, but still, be a professional. Keep yourself in check. And, uh, you know, he didn't. And so now he and his team are paying the price for it. Yeah. Uh, in our fantasy league, to keep everybody updated, we're still several weeks away. Let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. We've got, starting tomorrow, one, two, three, four, five, six more matchups before the playoffs. Um, I move up to nine and six by meeting Nick Mark Macaronis. Kevin Wilson remains in first place, taking down Drew Shields. Uh, Mike Brown, co-founder of Belly Up Sports, he's moving up this year. He'll be at eight and seven now after beating Nathan Nguyen, who I get to play Nathan Nguyen next week. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I don't think Nathan scored over 200 points in quite some time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chase Thornton, he's been on a roll as of late as well. He goes to eight and seven. He was very excited this morning, saying that you know he was going to move up. So yeah, right there in that playoff. uh, Yeah, this playoff chase is shaping up, and uh, definitely want to keep track of this and tune in to so you can know how things are working. He should change his team name to Playoff Chase. That'd be better than. (laughs) <laughs> He's the Rice Lake, Lake Chasers. Um, and then the fraud formerly known as first place uh, undefeated, say, hey, Stove, my dad, Dale Stover. He loses again this week. He's on a four-game losing streak. He loses the, to the defending champ, Dan D'Amico, 
We had a really good week. This absolutely week. blistered. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, but he put up 387. It that's his he best forward performance in quite some time. He did, and it's a good thing I didn't play him this week because I would not have beaten him <laughs> if we were going head to head. So so right now, Kevin gotta, Kevin has secured his spot. Uh, four game win streak. His spot at first place is pretty safe. Uh, myself and Mike Brown are also on four game win streaks. My dad on a four game losing streak. Dad's still in second place though. He had such a great start to the season. He's kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays. It helped him out. Exactly. Get that, that fast start. He's got some time to recover. Uh, four teams make the playoffs in this league. And so myself, I'm in third. A uh, game up on Mike Brown and Chase Thornton. Two games up on Dan D'Amico. And, uh, but I know Chase and Mike are coming for me. So I got to keep on going and hope. hope uh, I hope that you help me out next week, Kev. You've got um, – who do you have next week? Do you have Chase next week? Let me see here. Uh, that would be – I got Mike Brown. Next yeah, week. Mike Brown next week. That's right. Uh, Mike Brown next so, week. So, no yeah, I need you to Mike be Mike Brown, if you're watching, be ready. Yeah, there you go. Kevin's coming for you. Um, so it's all right there. Uh, listen, there's all kinds of things for you to read. I had two articles drop uh, right. let's earlier this with, I guess, this weekend. Maybe it was Friday. I dropped my Milwaukee Brewers uh, shopping list for the trade deadline. Realistic opportunities for guys for them to get. Not, you know, right. I didn't put Kohei Otani in Be there. realistic and not, because you hear all this stuff about, oh, uh, uh, he's got a shot at Otani. No, you don't. <laughs> no. So, no, you, you know, be, be yeah. realistic about it. Yeah, I have seen other people post articles about the Brewers and the package they could put together for Otani. Not going to happen. But uh, nonetheless, I got that article out. That's on bellyupsports.com as well as Major League Baseball's power rankings for Week 17. Also available uh, right now. Uh, The Atlanta Braves still hold number one pretty firm, but Baltimore finally moved up. The Brewers are back in the top ten. First time in quite some time they've been there. Uh, The Pirates, or no, not the Pirates. The Marlins were the big fallers this week, dropping nine spots. Uh, in the power rankings there as well. And then, Kevin, you got your articles on bellyupfantasysports.com. That's right. And uh, the one I just mentioned, the uh, top drops, they're, uh, like I said, there are players on there. I didn't mention them on this show. And so uh, get over there, check it out. Uh, you could go to Reddit and check it out if you want to do that and uh, see some of the interesting comments. Because uh, that's where I get my interesting interplay with other people that are in the in in fantasy baseball and comments and and they're usually pretty you know not well you you suck right kind of <laughs> you know what I'm saying they're 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 comments who questions are very instructive very imaginative very you know they want to know and they're not one of those where who do you think I should add to my roster and why okay I'm not doing your research. <laughs> but uh so we get paid enough so, for that no 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 and so there are a lot of a lot of very good comments over there and uh people are actually checking it out it was at over 12 point over twelve thousand views nice on reddit so i'm i'm very appreciative of anybody that actually checks out my work so appreciate you all out there now, that's on the Belly Up Fantasy page. Let me tell you about some of the baseball articles currently up on the uh, bellyupsports.com. Uh, this has just been in the last week. Eric Katz has been putting out a ton of trade deadline stuff. He's got one on Paul Blackburn, uh, would boost the Reds' struggling rotation. Cody bon- uh, Bondesen put it out a give Masataki Yoshida Rookie of the Year anyway. I uh, haven't had a chance to read that one yet. 
Brian uh, Germanaro had why the Orioles are perfect for Otani trade. There you go. Yeah, Take that, that one. That, that, that's another one where, you know, you're, you're, you're flying blind. If you think that's <laughs> well, gonna happen. They got the pieces. There's no doubt about what that. They, they can do, make an offer that is far better than anything Ohtani else. Otani has no interest in Baltimore. I'm telling you right now. Well, I'm going to text them tonight and ask him if that's true or not. Um, Matt Couture put out the Red Sox should be buyers. Eric Katz, uh, Jack Flaherty is perfect for the Rays. Uh, current MLB playoff picture by Elizabeth Lovato. Eric Katz again. Yimer uh, Candelario is the bat the Brewers need. No, it's not. Don't do it, no, Milwaukee. No, uh, but no, read the article I, I anyways. No, it isn't. <laughs> Eric Katz again. The Orioles need to extend Adley Rutschman right now. Sure, why not? Uh, I've got the Brewers shopping list and the power rankings. There's lots of baseball stuff right now and on the belly up. Baseball is king on belly up. That's what it is yep. right now. Taking care of it. Again, everything else is kicking off. So, uh, football, of course, is going. You can catch Kevin every Sunday morning on the Belly Up Fantasy's uh, social media pages for the uh, Fantasy Football Show. Of course, here for the Fantasy Baseball Show every Sunday night. Get them on Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. Uh, you can catch my stuff on bellyupsports.com. You can catch me on social media at Sports Stove, Twitter, Instagram, and even Threads if you're over there. Uh, not very many people are, but nonetheless, I'm there also. Uh, I've got a live show Sunday night doing the fantasy baseball show. Live show Wednesday night with my dad. We're uh, we're going through college football previews right now. We're previewing the Pac-12 this week. Um, and, not and, uh, as exciting as the other Clemson Tigers. So that's right. Up that. Thank you. Uh, you can always catch past episodes at the Sports Stove Podcast. Uh, and then Thursday night, we're live as well doing the Sports Stove Local Hour. I'm joined by EKU football player uh, Ryan Jackson, and we're going through position previews. We talk to position coaches and players. If you're a football nerd, you need to listen to those episodes. It's fun stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of information out of the coaches that's not just EKU-centric. Uh, some really good stuff, though. And, of course, if you're an EKU fan, you got to tune in. There ain't no better coverage than right here on the Sports Stove. All right. So, there's no other coverage. No other coverage. That's right. Uh, I think my Wednesday show, by the way, might start about 15 minutes late this week uh, for what it's worth. So tune in at 8.15 this week at the Sports Stove Podcast. Uh, all right. That's it for tonight. Lots of stuff going on. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you keep up to date. Yep. If you missed any part of the live show, go back and listen to the whole show. And if you enjoy the show, do us a favor. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Right. Give us a thumbs up. Give us something. Thumbs Let us up. know. Let us like know your thumbs up. That's right. All the time. All right. Uh, by the way, one more shout out. Congrats, Sal Freelick on a great uh, debut. Right. Good luck moving forward as well. Thank yep. you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Everybody have a great week.